This is the Back in the Day Podcast. I am Lee Zellers. You got your boy Craig Beasley. Uh-huh. What's uh, on your mind besides your hair? That's right, man. That's that's that is a good question. Just looking around at stuff that's going on out here in this world of ours, like, man, what do y'all have on y'all mind? It's wild. Yeah, I, I understand you have a few opinions about the things that's going on lately. Yeah, man, there's some things, man, that I'm just, you know, just kind of has just a little unease. And I just be thinking, you know, back in the day, some stuff, you know, I don't think we would be dealing with or seeing or hearing. You just, you just wouldn't. And um, for for example, what? For example, it's this thing with Cat Williams. Cat Williams is like the talk on social media. Um, he went on um, Shannon Sharp, former tight end football player for uh, the Broncos, and uh, I think Seattle Seahawks. Another I'm not probably getting the other team wrong, but anyways, former All Star football player got this podcast show called Shay Shay Lounge. And uh, so he had Cat Williams on there. Mm-hmm. And then Cat just basically, you know, they sit there, the whole concept is you come on the show, sit back, open up, talk about whatever he's promoting. Hold Shay Shay Hold up. up. Hold up. Before we go any further, isn't Cat Williams one of our homeboys? Is he yeah, he's, 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 he's uh, born here, and I believe pretty much, though, grew up in Dayton, I think. Oh, for real? Yeah. But he's he's from Cincinnati and will frequently be down here because I kind of had a slight Cat Williams story, but it kind of, like I said, it's just a slight he, Cat Williams story. Is he from Avondale? I think uh, from Bond Hill. I remember, oh, it seems to me I remember some reference. They used to call him okay. Money Mike. Okay. Yeah. They used to call him Money Mike. And, you know, I was doing Nattyville. Uh, I was trying to find a, a, an actor, and I remember this dude, uh, Tyrone, was at a club, and he called me, and he was like, man, you got to come over to the spot, whatever. You know, Money Mike is over here. He probably can even play the part or whatever, because nobody, you know, he was just trying to, you know, do his thing to be the Cat Williams that he is today, so at that time. Okay, what what was his government name? I might have known it. Um, shit. I don't know if his government name really is Cat Williams or not. I don't know what this cat real name is, man. I, 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 look that up, man. He might have legally but, changed it, and you know. Yeah, but, but I digress. Yeah, I I'm digress. Sorry. Move, I digress. Move so, forward. moving forward, moving along. So, um, so, so he's he on, was on this show. He's on this what show. He, he just started just spilling all of the sort of, I guess, what he considered hidden stories of the entertainment business, the things that they don't tell you, the things that you don't know, and he started calling out. He just started naming people, you know. So he's like a whistleblower. Yeah, he like straight whistle blue, and, you know, he's saying stuff, and Cat can be sometimes, you know, he's an intelligent guy. Sometimes he can get real philosophical. It can get kind of deep out there where you're just kind of sitting there looking like, you know, you got that look on your face like, okay, I don't know where he's going with this, but I'm trying to follow you know, and um, <laughs> so he he and and Ricky Smiley is for some reason I think he really just don't like that guy. Uh, 
because he, he, he was the thing about the Fridays, and he said something. Ricky Smiley, I think he said something. Now, he was really supposed to play the Cat Williams part. And Cat Williams, you know, on the show was like, that never happened. Basically kind of said, and summed it up with Ricky Smiley, just keep playing your roles being in a dress because you're better at those parts, wearing a dress. And what part is he referring to? I mean, well, Ricky Smiley, he—he, he, you know, he is his a lot of his uh, earlier comedy stand-up. He used to play like these grandmother roles, almost like the Tyler Perry. Oh, Mad- he's, he yeah, played uh, uh, the church lady. Yeah, that right? time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know the early stand-up. Yeah. So he. Uh, so Cat says, you know, for Ricky Smiley. Moving forward, after this whole thing with Fridays or whatever, in order for Ricky Smiley to be in a movie if Cat Williams was in it, Cat said he had it in his contract that Ricky Smiley got to wear a dress. Hmm. So I'm like trying to figure that one out. Like, okay, I don't understand how that worked though, but you hire an actor, then you go back to his, uh, his, uh, tent or whatever, um, and in his dressing room or whatever, and you say, oh, yeah, by the way, um, we're going to need you to put a dress on for that one particular scene because in Cat Williams, because you're, you're acting with in a movie with Cat Williams, and he have it in his contract, you're supposed to put on a dress. I don't know how to go over with somebody. like Right, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have heard talk of this whole thing about uh, black com- actors, particularly black comedians, uh, wearing dresses. I think uh, Dave Chappelle discussed it mm-hmm. during the, during an Oprah interview, mm-hmm. and I certainly you know wouldn't like having put on the dress. However, I like to ask. I mean, and I'm playing the advocate. What's the big deal? I mean, so Martin wore a dress for Big Mama. I don't right. think any less. I don't think any less of Martin. I don't think Martin is soft. Or, I don't think Martin is gay. Not that there's anything bad being to be gay, but I don't. I don't think any different of him. Well, as a result of him playing that role, Eddie right. Murphy did it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think any different than Eddie Murphy. Jamie Foxx. Um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I mean, a lot of. I didn't come. A, I didn't come away thinking any less of any of those guys. So, I'm. I'm really asking out of ignorance. Like, what's the big deal? I don't get it. They, the deal they want to make out of this is it borders almost on some type of racial lines where they want to say that to put the black man in a dress is to demasculate him. You know, so it's like to break down the black man, the strong black man, throw him in the dress and everybody can laugh at him. But, I mean, you can only come to that conclusion if that's the thing that you got in your head because comedians of all kinds have wore dresses in different movies from Jerry Lewis from back in the day with Dean Martin you know I mean they've all done it you know before there before there was even black people putting in on a dress because they wasn't even allowed to be on TV so there was white actors wearing dresses before them so this is my point. So I would be the target audience, right? I'm a I'm a black male, you know, I would be the target audience and as part of the target audience, 
I'm saying I don't feel that demasculates anybody. I really don't. I don't see any of those guys as being any less manly than I thought they were before they did those roles. That's all I'm saying. I I just don't get, you know, yeah, hubbub is. Cat, he he went he went into some things where a large, I would say, a large part of the listening audience or social media audience or just Cat Williams fans probably uh, they seem to believe like almost 75% of what he said. Some probably would even go as far as 90%. Some stuff, I questioned it a lot because some of the things like he was saying about him not being on drugs and some other stuff, I was just like I don't know, we kind of got receipts on that stuff on YouTube. There's some videos of during a time when you was doing some kind of strange outlandish shit that you probably would only do if you was on drugs, like slapping uh, sales attendants in Walmarts and getting choked out, look like at a kid's birthday party and stuff like. So, you know, that stuff is out there. So to say, you know, like your behavior been a, a certain way, like, I don't know. But then, you know, he was the, the whole thing about how it basically even went into some stuff like these guys even probably doing sexual favors or whatever to get oh. to this level and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But that has always been like a discussion sort of in Hollywood, you know, even with, you know, you got the Harvey Weinstein, you know, that has been as, as old as, as old as Hollywood itself. And not to say it's right, but that's what they did. And that's what they still do. You want this role? I can get this role for you. Okay, I need you to bend over the couch. You know. Yeah, I mean? well, you you know, I'm I'm not completely up on current events and everything. However, I have heard all this talk and you know about a certain producer in New York City. Been a lot of talk about him. And, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard some of this talk. Yeah, I mean. Um, I mean, I you know never been out there in that part of the entertainment world, but you know you hear about it, you read about it, and it, you know you can just see you know power corrupts. So it's not far fetched that these guys, you know, yeah, you're an executive producer, but you're a bit of a pervert as well. So you're going to take advantage of this power position you're in and seduce people. That's why Harvey, you well, know, the rest of them, like Bill Cosby, you know, another one. You know, there's always been this undercurrent. Uh, how would you say, underlining idea, I would say, in the black community about, you know, the evilness of Hollywood. Right. And, you know, there's always been that lingering question of what some people may or may not have had to do to achieve the level of success that they have achieved. Right. So with all this talk that's going on lately, really saddens me you know it saddens me because it's almost confirming what we used to wonder all these years yeah yeah well yeah yeah i mean um that's like i had somebody you know just ask me my opinion on that uh like i said i'm like a microscopic thing on the whole scale of film, I'm nowhere near that kind of level where these people are at, but I like, I could tell you this, if a person signs you to some kind of picture deal 
And if they are a devious type of individual who runs the studio, and if I signed, if I was a devious individual and I signed you to a picture deal, say it was $20, $30 million, and I already paid you $5 million for the first picture, and you still want the rest of that money because you don't went out and bought homes and cars and all this stuff for your mama and them, and you got bills now. So at that point, if I invite you over to some part a party, and I tell you it's gonna be some friends there, when you get there, it's just a bunch of fellas, and you like where the girls at, and I'm like, they're not gonna be any. You're gonna be it. Now you gotta you, you gotta <laughs> you know, this is they put you in the spot where it's a decision to make. Right. What you gonna what do? you gonna do? Because now you can walk out the door, and you know when you walk out the door, more than most likely, I'm going to tear up your contract and then put the word out there about you, and you're going to be working in this town no more. And now you got to figure out how you're going to pay for that mansion, your mama's mansion, and all them cars you got parked in the driveway and your kids that you got off in college. So you're under pressure. And so a person who's very weak, spiritually or just weak individual, um, may well say, hey, where, where do I got to put, how size, what size dress do you want me to put on? You know? Wow. That's deep. Yeah. So I, I, I believe that's very real because, you know, history has shown us that, you know, people can be very wicked out here. And that wouldn't surprise me that power corrupts, man. Um, well, to, to a point you made earlier, this goes way back, so... Who who was the first black comedian you seen in the dress? I think the first one I really was probably Flip Wilson. That yeah, I can know. The, the Flip Wilson show uh, where he played um, Judge. what was the kid? Ger- 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 Geraldine. 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 What was it? He meet, had a, me, uh, meet me in the co- in the booth in the corner. In the, meet me in the corner in the booth in the dark or something the, like yeah, that. Yeah, he had yeah. Yeah, and then he had some other little crazy saying that was catchy that people, you know. The, the devil made me. The do devil it. made me do it. Oh, wow. That is okay. Now you look back on it now, like okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Your Honor, I would like to present Exhibit A. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Hey, I don't that. So yeah, that stuff. Him, you know, exposing this sort of Illuminati-like behavior of Hollywood is not new. I think the shocking thing was because this has been like, I just saw something today where that interview has had over 50 million views that has netted Shannon Sharp of the Shay Shay uh, podcast show, uh, YouTube alone had to pay him like 700,000. Wow. Just for that one hour. That was two hours. No, it was like a two hour show. And, um, yeah, so it's like, you know, there's a lot of people that's been kind of just like, hey, you know, and then Peter pissed off a lot of comedians. Uh, Kevin Hart, he kind of just like kind of dissed Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, uh, dude that played a big worm in, uh, Friday's, um, Phase on, you know, like phase on. So then he says, you know, he brings up Chappelle and the whole dress thing. So, you know, Dave Chappelle, like you said, brought up earlier, Dave Chappelle on the Oprah show brought that very yeah. thing up about, you know, the, the dress thing. And lo and behold, all these, just these years later, after the 
Oprah Winfrey show, just the other day, a video surfaced Dave Chappelle in a skit with uh, Howard Stern, the shock jock, in a dress, and I think he had lipstick on. No. No. Yeah, man. No. And I'm like, when I first got it, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, somebody sent it to me, I'm like, ah. I don't think that really looks like that's not Dave, that's somebody else. So when I look close to Dave, show it to some other people, they like, nah, that don't look like Dave, that's not Dave. Then I started just like, let me do a deep dive on the internet and search and search and everything that popped up said, Yes, this is Dave Chappelle and a lost tape, him doing a skit. Now, here's what I find interesting about this whole thing. Like you said, now how, that's been a while back when he did the interview with Oprah and the whole dress thing. Like, God, it's probably been what over five years, six, seven years or something. Yeah, it's been a little longer than that. Probably over like a decade. So maybe maybe a decade and a half. Yeah, so a decade later and a half later, this video surfaced, and um, it surfaced. After the Cat Williams thing, where he basically, I'm going to say, well, the rest of these guys will put on dresses and bend over, but not Dave. And somebody, I think somebody was like, there's a tape out there. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to show it. Well, somebody was like, that tape that I got, I knew I was going to cash it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm just like, so, I, so far, Dave hasn't responded. I guess at some point he might address this thing because everything I've seen is this thing I go to called uh, Snoops where they pull to give you the facts on everything and everything I've seen uh, pretty much they saying, yeah, that's Dave and address. Okay, but to my point, once again, right? I'm a big, I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. This is news to me. I'm literally hearing this for the first time on the air with you. And I got to say, I don't feel no different about Dave Chappelle. So what? Yeah, it's like I don't. It doesn't doesn't make him any less of a man to me. Doesn't make him appear any weaker to me. Doesn't make him more effeminate to me. Well, so what? You know, right. I, I don't. I just don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't I, get the big hubbub. No, I, 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 but the only thing that is, 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 it does with with I guess with the audience of people who you know how he talks so you know about the whole dress thing is that you was in a dress. So it's, the, it's the hypocritical thing. Yeah, so it's the hypocritical thing. So you just got to like, you know, and, and I mean, the guy might have been like, you know, got to think about this. I mean, this guy been, this guy's never held a regular job. So imagine you've been doing comedy since like the age of 17. You never like had to flip burgers or sweep a floor. So from 17 to, like, what, this guy's probably like 53, 52 or something now, 55. From that age to now, you have done a lot of stuff. Skits, yeah. comedy, shows, tour, travel. There could be a possibility within all of that stuff, that particular thing I forgot because it's been so long ago and I've done so much. And, you know, Dead Plus Days smoke a lot of weed, so... Um, you could be forgetful, but then if not, then maybe he'd just say, Hey, okay, I forgot about that. I was in a dress, so what? Okay, there you go. Let's move forward. Also, the other thing, too, you said, to the best of your knowledge, uh, there's been no re- 
response as of yet. No. You know, so, you know, let's, let's, let's hear what old boy got to say. Because it is, come on now, you know, we, we live in the age of Photoshop. Yeah, and, and that's the thing today, man. Like, that's, that, like, here recently, some stuff that I see, and I'm telling you, man, it's like, it has really gotten me to now where most stuff, if it's anything that's sort of could be possible controversial, suspect, or whatever, it is because it's suspect because it's like you can't trust images you see no more, man. I agree 100%. You can't, man. I, so. I love looking at uh, YouTube at night at the end of my work day when I want to unwind and some of the stuff I see on YouTube, I have to say to myself, there's no way that that's for real. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fake stuff. And the whole thing, I think with the whole Cat Williams, just in kind of wrapping it up on that is like the whole thing I thought is just today. Like, like okay. Back in the day, even though we didn't have all the access to social media and when all these podcast shows and all that kind of stuff, you either went on the Mike Douglas show or Johnny Carson show or something like that or whatever, you know, <laughs> Dick, Dick, Cavett. Dick Cavett or something, you know, you went on one of those shows and nobody, you know, like Bill Cosby wasn't, <laughs> did, you, did you, did you say the Mike Douglas? Mike, remember Mike Douglas? <laughs> you know what, man? Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin, I used to always think those guys was the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike Douglas, I took you back. You really went back. I went back, yeah. Yeah, this is back there. Mike Douglas back. Y'all got to look him up. Y'all got to look him up on YouTube, the Mike Douglas show. Can't remember that thing. (laughs) That's a way back shit. (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah. uh, What's the name? It's like, yeah, but this is Mike Douglas. Y'all got to check him out. But, I mean, you you just wouldn't have saw Bill Cosby, come on, you know, Johnny Carson, Merv Griffin, or whoever, be like, you know, that Richard Pryor, <laughs> somebody need to, like, just, you know, stop this guy. He's out of control. You know, he just, you wouldn't have had nobody like them, those people that, at that time, um, blast each other in public like that. I mean. Or, or have Richard Pryor get interviewed and say, yeah, well, you know, Bill Cosby is uh drugging women right, right and he probably was aware of it you know he probably even knew about it and never you know said anything about it but because it, it couldn't have been like that i mean it was a secret in hollywood that all oh, secrets are not secrets that people know well well in, in all seriousness i'm a i'm a cat williams fan and you know this is just my opinion once again i'm the target audience i'm the constituency and uh i'm a i'm a big cat williams fan however Cat comes off as bitter. But this is the thing. I don't I don't get the bitterness because he's very successful. It ain't like you know, he's bitter because other people made it and he didn't make it. He, he well was pretty successful, right? Yeah, and you know, it was interesting, like within the podcast, he like I said, because he's a smart guy. He threw out within the interview about you know, if you uh, Google search my net worth, you'll see it'll say something like three million dollars. And he's like, I wear that much when I come on a show. I don't know. I mean, he had a nice chain on, but I don't know if all that was three million dollars. But like, he put that out there, and I think in a sense, because he knew people probably wouldn't like, 
be thinking that like this cat just mad because he ain't making the paper they making, and they you know you search his net worth. And um, but these other cats, you know, they these guys are in the fifty and sixty million dollar mark room, you know, where they at. So they like you know very financially, so from what it seems, in a different position. And that's what some other people say. They think cat is kind of bitter, like. So, are you saying that? Are you saying that, in your opinion, that there is a legitimate, not legitimate, but reason for cat to be better? Possibly, in in a sense that if you if you're a person who you know you're looking at it as I'm on the same level or a higher level or better than these comedians, but yet these cats are making this much money, and I'm like here, and I'm like and. And, but Kevin Hart did a thing some a little while back before this whole thing got to this point when Kat uh, dissed his girl, Tiffany uh, Haddish. And mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Hart was on The Breakfast Club, and he basically said back then, like, you know, Kat needed to quit complaining about everything and just get himself together. He said uh, he talks about the studios and all of this stuff. He said, but the studios... Reason why they don't want to work with Cat because, as Kevin Hart said it, you're on that dope and you need to leave it alone. And wow. so that was, so that was, I guess back then the first shot was taken. So I can get see now, thinking about it now today, why Cat probably took those shots at Kevin because Kevin took shots back then. So, so that might, it might be on some payback. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, you just like, Artists that you, comedians, whoever, you know, to me, it's just kind of dumb to see. Like, y'all cats all, you know, living a life, doing the stuff that y'all love, doing, no need for all of this bitter. Well, you know, to touch, on a, to touch on a point that you made earlier, and, you know, to stay with the whole theme and, you know, purpose of the whole back-in-the-day podcast, you would never see all this back in the day. No. No. You know, uh, as we already talked about, the Flip Wilson show, Flip Wilson wore a dress every week. I, yep. And I don't know, I don't have the stats for the ratings, but I'm pretty sure his show rated pretty high. We couldn't wait to see the Flip mm-hmm. Wilson show every week. Mm-hmm. So I know it must have rated pretty high. And this, and the Geraldine character was probably one of the most popular characters on the show. Yeah, it was. So, so you know, we couldn't wait to see the Flip Wilson show. He wore a dress once a week. Nobody ever said anything negative about him wearing the dress. No. You know, uh, Richard Pryor never said anything negative no. about him that I'm aware of. Bill Cosby, nobody, you know? No. Um, so that's one of the differences between then and now. You know, back in the day, you know, it was hard enough to get ahead, to make a buck. Right. Nobody was going to try to keep you or prevent you or knock you from making a buck back in the day. No, you just, you know, if you you had your whatever your show, if you have a stand-up, a TV show, whatever, you know, back then, like you said, you know, we understood how things were and trying to get the idea to get on TV or to get your own show was a huge accomplishment. So, you know, nobody wasn't really trying to like, you know, knock you down. They might say some stuff behind your back, you know, private, but nobody was trying to, 
Nobody was trying to knock your hustle. Right, right. So yeah, that 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 that's been like a huge, huge big deal over the past couple of weeks now. I still haven't died down. It's like you still see the wow. Cat William memes pops up and uh you know, it's kinda crazy. It's just kinda crazy, man, everything where like it's just you know, we I think about man how when we came up back then, back in the day, how it was like it was a certain level of respect that we had yes. for everything that, you know, that as far as things that was presented or you learned or understood that this was something that was, you didn't mock, you didn't make fun of. And, you know, they were like, these people were like uh, so symbolic to uh, just even getting, you know, the segregation, uh, 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 civil right uh, laws and stuff passed, and right. um, you know Martin Luther King was a major part in a lot of this, this the movement for these things to happen. And it's like you fast forward the day, and it's just like I would have never thought, you know, um, stumbling across this by mistake because you know social media, it just never stops. So I. Um, see this thing on I think it was YouTube and I think it was um this rapper um go by Saki Hana. I usually pronounce her name wrong. Saki Asuki Hana. That's a female rapper. Female rapper. Um she um done some music with um this other rapper Sexy Red. Um not a lot sexy about it, just my personal opinion. But um, the Saki Hana girl, have you ever seen anything about this? This, this. I mean, this. She's a man. She's a she's an interesting piece of work. Um, there's a video that's out where she was in London about you know, a couple of months ago, I think. Kind of went viral. And she's walking the streets of London with her kind of entourage or whatever friends or whatever. And she's walking the streets of London and there's these older white British people, I guess, they're just standing there on the corner trying to cross the street. And Saki Hana walks by and just starts blurting out stuff. And she says stuff like, I'm finna go get my pussy stretched. That's what we do. And she and says, was, and then was it her intention to provoke and shock? I don't Is know. Um, I, I, I was just trying to figure out why blurt these things out loud in front of some people who you don't know in another country. Uh, Maybe that, are, that, are, that are traditionally pretty conservative. Pretty conservative. You know, this, this is the bridge. They're they trying to cross the street to go have some you know, tea and crumpets or something. This, <laughs> this African-American woman is walking by and she's saying she needs to get her coochie stretched. <laughs> and she needs to, to also lick a nigga's ass because that's what we do. I mean, this is what <laughs> she says. So this, I'm just trying to give you some, like some background on this female, this Sakihana girl. So okay. she's she's out there like it's no holes bar. This is WWF uncut, you know, no holes bar. This and she says anything. So. Um, there's, you know, MLK Day, we just had it, 15th, 
she's supposed to perform somewhere, I think in Atlanta or somewhere. And basically, I think it was some pushback where this, these people was kind of like, yeah, we know about you. We know about your time over in England and, you know, what you were saying and, you know, just your whole behavior and your viral videos of you showing what you needed to do to get your rent paid because of the video of her doing some things to get her rent paid that's out there. So I guess they was like, we don't want you just, you know, making, making a mock or just degrading a great day like MLK Day. Don't want you to perform. And, and, let, and let me say, you got to be pretty bad if Atlanta is worried about how bad. Yeah, now I could be wrong if it's Atlanta. I, I, I threw that out there. I was thinking it might have been, but it could have been somewhere else. So, But wherever it was, they didn't want her that day on MLK Day. So as I'm, right. I, I, as, as I'm looking at this whole video and this whole thing that's taking place, then I start seeing these uh, posters, whatever, uh, promotional posters or whatever to promote the parties and some other parties that was going on that day. And there's pictures of Dr. King, like with gold chains all around his neck and women and thongs on the side of him and on another poster where they're twerking. And it's, wow. and it's, it's you know, is anything sacred? <laughs> is there anything sacred anymore? I, I can't. Uh, I can't ever recall seeing George Washington in uh, heavy metal gear, <laughs> or, or, or Abraham Lincoln as a punk. <laughs> um, I think. I think what's going on these days, man, particularly with these young women in uh, the music industry, particularly the rap industry, I think is. The, the bar is so low. I'm not going to say high. <laughs> yeah. The bar is so low now that you have to, this is my opinion, you constantly have to go lower and lower and lower yeah. to get everybody's attention. You're absolutely right. So so there was a time when you could come on stage and, and nothing but a thong in heels and everybody would be like, ah. Oh, no, that's nothing. Nothing. You know. So you got to you got to go even lower to get everybody's attention is what I think is going on. I know. So, you know. And at my age, <clears throat> I'm not really part of that demographic. I don't know a whole lot about that demographic, you know. But I am a you know, a YouTube watcher and occasionally stuff comes up on my phone and I'm shocked. I'm surprised. And it makes me feel old because of how shocked I am. Yeah. Um, you know? The, 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 yeah. The, sometimes the shocking thing I find with it is that how people don't care how they're, per, they're perceived. I mean, I understand, uh, you know, the whole marketing sometimes if they're not talking about yeah, you, no. you don't, you know. The whole thing is there's no bad publicity. Right, right. Know? But some stuff, man, it's like, I, you know, I always just believe that there always got to be a line somewhere. There's got to be a place where it's like, we, we okay, we put the line here. All right, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to push it. We're going to push it up a little. Okay, right here. Just We're not going across it from here. We're not crossing. But today, it's like, forget the line. Let's just do this. I don't care. Because... For this girl, like, she, the, her whole 
expression is just that. I don't care what nobody think. I'll say whatever I want to say, do whatever I want to do in front of the cameras, and, you know, you're not going to stop me. But yet, she had this bizarre video that's on YouTube where she speaks about, and it seemed like she was having a moment, but then she did a back step on that. But she puts out this video about basically how she felt like she sold her soul to this industry. Yeah. Well, God bless her. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing that's interesting about her, um, there's this guy, um, Dr. Omar Johnson, um, very popular, you know, very social, conscious, power to the people type brother who's always, you know, um, talking about black causes and racial equality and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. she's, he's dating her. Okay, now run that by me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got this guy. So this, this is a, a doctor. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking PhD type doctor, right? He goes by Dr. Omar Johnson. I don't know if you got so is he a, is a, is he a doctor in the way that Dr. Dre is a doctor? He might be the, a doctor in the way that Dr. Dre is a doctor. I believe oh, he think, okay, but I think okay, he, okay. he has claimed he got some kind of degrees or something in some psychology or some other stuff. I have to probably just really see, check out his background. But that's what he go by, Dr. Omar Johnson. Very well known out there as one of these people who gets out and tell you, you know, this is why you can't see in this country because the white man, you know, he's one of them guys that's, you know, it's always it's mainly about race and how you know we're still being held out, held back, and manipulated and that kind of stuff. And he has a large following of people that you know goes along with a lot of stuff that he'd be saying in regards to that. So he's always had this sort of you know pro-black, social conscious, power to the people, what's up, my brother type image. Yet he's hooked up with Sucky Hana. And um, recently, when she was asked about the whole dating thing, um, her response was, um, I got that woke pussy, so um, that's why he's with me. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm just... I think we're getting old, man. Yeah, we're getting old, man. I mean, like, is it it like, sometimes I'm like, is it that, okay, is is it that I'm getting so old and... I'm just so out of the loop that this is what it is today. This is the accepted thing. Like everybody else get it. It's okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm just out of touch and can't relate because I, I don't understand it. Man, you know, it makes me think about how a lot of back in the seventies during our time, our era, how many people got, you know, kind of bent out of shape and everything over the afro. Right. You know, why don't you get your hair cut? You know, you, you look like you just come out the jungle, you know? Yeah. And I think about them times, man, and, you know, the platform shoes, you know? And the flat that we, yeah, the flat that we got for wearing platform shoes and bell bottoms and you know, and now look at us, man. Now years later, we're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, with the with the kids nowadays. Now, we would some of us would quickly say, "Oh, well, this is different." You know, we we talking about just 
wearing an afro and different clothes, but it's really the same thing. What it is is we don't agree with how far these kids are pushing the line. Right. Now the line the line may be way further than it was for us, but being real about it, that's what was going on with the older black people in the seventies. They wasn't cool with where we was pushing. No. No. You know, because back then you were supposed to have your hair cut nice and low, be nice and neat, not loud. Right. You know, conservative so that you could get that job in the post office. So you could get that job at General Motors. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then here these kids come in the seventies with, you know, five foot afros, man, and bell bottom pants and platform shoes. How you gonna get a job at the post office and then General Motors dressed like that? Right. So, you know, it's my point is I'm just being real. I've gotten to an age where now I understand where the old folks was coming from in the seventies. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm not saying they were right, but if they weren't right, then that means we can't be right about saying that these kids are going too far. Just something to think about. Yeah, because it's and some and some some we might you know can have a podcast about at a later time and discuss. Yeah, because it is it is it's sometimes it's one of those things where I I I, I kind of agree with you on that because I always can still clearly remember the day when my father walked in uh, the living room. Me and my sister was watching Soul Train, and he just came in with the oh, y'all watching that again. Running around, dancing around, hopping around, and hot pants showing all they honey. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. look, look hot pants. You, you, you remember what hot pants was a, was controversial. Yeah, hot, hot pants. We ain't even talking about no thong. Hot, hot pants, pants. mini skirts. No cheeks, no cheeks showing. Just, 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 just enough thigh up to the booty, cheek, right? But no cheeks, right? And that was considered controversial. Yeah. I can remember showing my mom the fold-out album cover for all the name Bootsy, baby. And my mother's response was, looks like a nigga wrapped in cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was her response. Hey. <laughs> and we just was at that time, like, you just don't get it. That's what they're saying to us now. You just don't get it. <laughs> exactly. That is my point. Exactly. So, if you're going to be real, if you're going to look at this with an open mind, then you have to at least consider the fact that either those older people in the 70s were right about us or we're wrong today. You can't have it both. No, you can't. And my only, my only sort of like when I think about my dad saying that and me when he said that, me at that very moment, as he walked away, and I'm thinking, like, I don't ever want to be like that guy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like the guy that, like, look at stuff that way. Like, I want to always be where I could be open. Yeah. And I, 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 I felt like I was that person all the way up until, I, I think, the past few years where I'm just like... Man, y'all, like, cross, guys, this stuff is like on steroids. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's really, like... <laughs> you find yourself clutching your purse. Yeah, like... My word. This stuff is Why just... Why I never... Whoa. 
man, <laughs> just what? I mean, it just it, it's nonstop. I don't know. I, but here's the thing, too. I always think of, like sometimes too, like I think you know, like we we always have been heavily influenced by our musicians. You know, from back then, you speak of Boosie, Sly Stone, and you know, yes. Gladys Knight, Jimmy, and Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, you know, who are all these great artists. And the only thing when I think about them artists then versus like today where that line that I was speaking of earlier just got, instead of it like gradually getting pushed up, it just seemed like somebody came along and just like brushed that shit out the way. And like, we're not going by the line no more. <laughs> you know, there's no more lines. We just, cause it's like we would have never, you know, there's never been, there would have never been an artist back then. You know, you would have heard of Aretha Franklin, like the story came out about the rapper Scarlet that we talked about a long time before. I think maybe um, Scarlet. You know, I mean Aretha Franklin, cause we had the social media, had the phone, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, even if we had that kind of stuff, I just don't think Aretha Franklin saw, back then. I, our social media was Jet Magazine. Jet Magazine, and then you a flyer at your local barbershop. You know, right. that's how you got informed about stuff. Um, so, but just to think that they would say stuff like, I mean, like I said, they just put their stuff out there and say things for the world to see. Like Scarlet Girl got a video that kind of went viral of her basically recording her kicking a boyfriend out of her apartment. Not a boyfriend, a guy out of her apartment. Um, she's this new rapper, um, kind of tough looking babe with a big scar on her lip. That's why she called herself Scarlet. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I, I told you that chick scares me. Yeah, uh, you might want to be scared of her because, uh, yeah, it's that one shot of her in that prison with the orange jackets on and stuff. And that's, mm, I don't know what that, the, the, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so she does this, uh, video where she, uh, puts out this video where she's like in her apartment and she's like, I'm telling this, she's telling this guy, like, I want you to leave, just go. And he's kind of like, can I, uh, can I stay? Can I get a hug? No, get out. I want you to go. And she basically said, you know, I brought this guy up, you know, we're kicking it or whatever, gonna have sex or whatever and start doing our thing and two strokes in, this dude is done. He done reached the finish line. And because of that, <laughs> she decides to get on her phone and broadcast this. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, the, the there's no lines. It's just, you know. Yeah, I think I think these kids that have come up with social media, I think that's, I think that's how they express themselves, man. You know, they they express that, and you know, the the danger in that is, you know, oftentimes, 15 minutes later, you feel differently than you did when you made that post. Right. Pretty sure. You know, or maybe 24 hours later, you feel different than when you made that post. But once, once you do it, it's out there. Yeah. It's a done deal. Yeah. You can't take it back. There's no, you know, it's like, you can't take it back. It's out there for the public to see. And, um, I don't, that's where, I mean, that's where we at with today's technology and all the, the advances we have to broadcast our lives on a 24-7 basis if you want to. That's where we are today. Um, I mean, it's like people that go on vacation and post 
everybody in the world, hey, I'm not at home. I won't be back back until next Tuesday. Right. I'm here over in Greece. (laughs) I just landed. We're going to be here for a week. Gotcha. (laughs) So all my valuables and all my flat screen TVs are there at the house alone. Feel free to go on in and take whatever you want. I'm in Greece. I won't be back until next Thursday. Yeah. It's ridiculous to me. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you said. And again, I'm an old dude. So, you know, I'm back in the day. Back in the day, my mom would tell your mom we're going out of town so that your mom could keep an eye on the house. Right. My mom wouldn't let everybody know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there was a cat that lived two doors. There was a couple of dudes that lived two doors up from you. I'm not going to call them names. Right. There was some cats that lived two doors up from you. No. You absolutely positively didn't want to not want them to know that you was out of town. Out of town. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine posting it so the whole world knows you out of town? That's ridiculous to me. But. That's Once again, I'm, I'm an old dude. That's, and you know what? I'm cool with that. I mean, some of these cats don't want to accept it. I don't want to admit. I'm cool with accepting and admitting I'm an old dude. Yeah. And it's, I, come, and it's, I come from a different era. It's cool. And it's, and it's, and it's okay. And, 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 and when you brought that up, it just made me think about Because I know a few people who travel and, and, and it's, Something that, because every time, you know, people go out of town, they want to you know, share the moment. But here's a tip, people, for like my friend Craig just said. Instead of broadcasting your whole trip from the time you get on the plane, the time you land, time you let everybody know that you're over in France or South America somewhere, South Africa, wherever, and you're there for a week, maybe, here's just a tip, maybe... <clears throat> Capture those moments. Then when you come home, post the stuff then. There you go. That might be a After the fact. After the fact. Because I know a few people do that. I've done it. And I know some other people, I, I've seen their stuff. And I know, like, yeah, they was out of town. But I know these people are back now. You can't, don't, be a bad idea if you go over there. They're back. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you know, you're right about that. People want everybody to know, like, I'm out of town. And back in our day, no, you didn't do that. Right out for the house. Certain people wouldn't be good to broadcast that stuff. Like I said, my mom would let your mom know just so that your mom could keep an eye on the house. That was it. That was it. I want to um, squeeze this last little topic in. Um, okay. Stuff before we close this out. And I found this kind of interesting when, you know, again, when we think about things back in the day, how... Um, we had to go about things, how we came up as, you know, children and, you know, parents basically, you know, get up, dress, go to school. There was no bus. Yeah. Three inches of snow, four, six inches, whatever. Walk, put on your boots, walk to school, did that every day until you was able to get out of school. Well, in Ohio, there's a, um, some legislation they're trying to see if they can get passed. Um, it's a bill that costs taxpayers like $1.5 million a year. And there's this legislation they want to pass where they want to basically um, pay kindergartners to the ninth grade. They want to pay them to go to school. 
Where was this bill when I was? Yeah. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it as soon as I leave Ohio and get grown up, marijuana becomes legal, and now they're paying kids to go to school? Ah, how the times are changing before us. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy, man. It's a conspiracy. They just, you know, they didn't want guys like us, man, enjoying none of these benefits and stuff, man. Um, yeah, um, they want to pay. Um, the, the 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 thinking behind this is, since the pandemic, um, school attendance I think has still been kind of low, and they're, they're trying to figure ways where get kids to come to school and like, hey, you know, can you, if we give Bobby, you know, 20 bucks, could you bring him to school? Not $20, you know, bring him to school like for the day. When they say they pay the kids, do they mean that they actually mean they'll pay the parents? Yeah, it's, it's the money, it, 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 it goes to the parents, I believe, um, and it's not a lot. Uh, I, I was even trying to, I was going to do the, kind of calculation on it before I did the show just to kind of try and figure out where they broke this down because it's not it's like five hundred dollars for a year school year so like that's not a lot of money. No, but shoot, we had to do it for free. Yeah, that is true. There was nothing offered <laughs> to walk to school in six inches of snow on weather like we got out in Cincinnati right now. It's like I think it's like the day started out this morning started out like at seven. I think it closed out at about twelve or something like that. Um, no, uh, there was no incentive. And then even, uh, the other incentive is, um, upon graduation, get that degree, diploma, um, we give you $250 that day. Not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what, that's what they, they're, they'll be voting, I guess, trying to see if they can bring this thing to a vote at some point. And, um, kids will get. Pay to go to school. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, I don't know where these cats was at when I was in school. Now, nah, man, nobody ever thought about, you know, like, you know, these guys got to walk to school. They got to come every day. The parents are, like, not driving them. There's no school buses. There's, like, nothing. It offers nothing. You know, just got that lunchroom lady who looked like she didn't want to be there slopping that food on your mo- your plate move next one you know you feel like you was in a penitentiary next one you know that's all you got was the mean angry lunchroom lady you know <laughs> you know we didn't we didn't have you, you realize we didn't have school buses that picked us up in no buses no. We, we had to walk like two miles <laughs> snow bus, rain you know? it didn't matter what the weather condition was like we was like as bad as a, you know a snowman I mean a nail Man, through sleet, snow, or whatever, we yeah. had to show up. And in the summer, when the springtime came, man, we were so happy for the weather to break. You remember how oftentimes we used to walk all the way home from high school? Yeah, yeah. Was... I don't know. Maybe maybe it seemed further then. Well, so you know, you still in Cincinnati? Anything? What would you say the distance is? From Hughes High School to Alaska. From Hughes to here, I say, man, that's probably a good seven, seven miles, seven, eight miles. Probably longer. It could be like 10. So just round it off at 10 miles? Yeah. 
Until and we would, you remember, we would voluntarily walk home from school. Yeah. When spring, when spring would come. Yeah. Because it had been cold for so long, and when it finally got warm, oftentimes we would walk home from school. You remember that? Yeah. And it, and it never thought anything about it, you know. Never thought, like, hey, man, we should have been on the bus, man. You know, just that wasn't never the thing. It was like, I don't even, like, I never did a bus. I don't even know what that whole experience was like anyway. But especially don't know what the experience was like to know that, okay, they're going to give my family a check for $500 as long as I show up every day. Then at the end, I'm going to get 250 Cool. Deuces. That's a, that's a heck of an incentive, though, for a parent to make sure. I, we got bills to pay. <laughs> right. Get your ass out there and get to school. <sighs> It is a heck of an incentive for parents, but then also it's kind of sad that a parent would need a financial incentive to want their child to be educated. Yeah, yeah. That whole education school system kind of like a whole other story. And it's just kind of, it is kind of sad to even know that, you know, that somebody would even have to like, that there's such an issue that, Attendance is so bad, I guess, in certain areas that the 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 incentive to get them to come is to pay them. Like, who will to pay to get your kid to come to school? How much do you want? You know, it's like that's but bad. You know, the subject does bring to mind that being a heck of a, a episode for the podcast. Yeah, though, you know, it's just to talk about school days. School talk days. About everything that oh. went on in school. Oh man, yeah, we got to do that. Hughes High School, Samuel Ock, Rockdale. You know, in Georgia, there's no such thing as junior high. It's middle school. Yeah, it's all middle school. Yeah, but for us, it was junior high. So, you know, yeah, that's that's a whole other episode now that you think about it. Most definitely. Yep. Most definitely. Well, on that one, you got so much you want to drop? No, I was just going to wrap it up, you know. You know, kind of wrap it up what we start that things are just not like they were back in the day. No, no, not like it was back in the day. And miss those days as this music plays us out because it had that funky beat to it, that little our intro sound, that 70s vibe that it just I made. loved it. I loved it. All right, bro. I'm going to plant you now and dig you later. All right, man. We out.